Leviticus chapter 19 and the first three verses. I want to take for a title this morning, Honoring Mother and Father, Father and Mother. Honoring Mother and Father, Father and Mother. Now, there's a reason that I picked that title. Starting in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. That's not a suggestion, that's a commandment. (laughs) Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. And keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. That's the, that's the end of my reading text right there. Now, I'd like to take that, and I would like to actually read out of Exodus chapter 20, and I would like to use verse 12. Now, Exodus chapter 20 is the giving of the law at Mount Sinai, and I would like to use the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. Now, one of the things I wanted to point out, seeing as it's Mother's Day, is you notice that, let me say, in our culture today, we've got separate days where we, one day, like today, where we we honor our mothers, which we should, and then in June, uh, we've got a Father's Day where we'll honor the fathers. God never splits those two apart. God never splits those two apart. We split those two apart, and if we really wanted to do it biblically, we'd say, this is Parents' Day, uh, right? This is Mother and Father Day, and, and this is like we have a Grandparents' Day, right? We don't have a Grandma Day and a Grandpa Day. There's Grandparents' Day. But we split out Mother's Day and Father's Day. But God says, you honor your father and your mother in Exodus 20 and 12. And I'm going to point back, we're going to go back to that in just a minute. But in verse uh, 3 of Leviticus chapter 19, he goes the opposite way and says, "Every, every, you shall fear, and that word fear there means revere or show reverence to every man his mother and his father and the Sabbaths. So they were they were looked at in the same light uh, as 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 this. Uh, you can't honor your father and your, uh, your mother and say that who you can see. If you can't honor them, don't tell me you can honor God the Father that you can't see. Right? When I'm going to I'm going to try to draw that in here in a little bit better way here in, in just a minute. But now that 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 commandment that's given there, that fifth commandment that he gave at Sinai, if we go over and we uh, read in the Ephesian letter that Paul wrote, in the sixth chapter of that letter, beginning in the first verse, he gives this admonition to children. And so for the children that's here, and, and goodness knows that Hunter is sharp this morning, he's preacher sharp this morning, he's on point, and, uh, and so goodness knows children, listen up. This is the uh, this is the uh, the admonition that uh, that Paul writes. He says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord." Right? Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor thy father and mother. Again, see, he he doesn't pull the two out. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the, listen to this, which is the first commandment with promise. See, that that fifth commandment that he gave, it, it had a promise attached to it, didn't it? And, and, and we look at our society today and we can really say we've abdicated our duty on both of these points. On honoring father and mother or mother and father, whichever order you want to put it in, we've abdicated that entirely as a society. And, and here's why I say that. If we go back over and we look at that 20th verse, it says, Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. And that was the land of Canaan, which God promised to Abraham that they would inherit one day. Uh, and it also shows, this, this shows that the promise of Abraham was given in the law. But we know we're children of Abraham because just like Abraham by faith did what God did and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, those of us that's repented of our sins and put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ have been imputed the righteousness of Christ. And and that fulfills uh, a prophetic uh, messianic scripture uh, where it says, and his righteousness will justify many. We're justified by the righteousness of Christ. Not by, the, not by our own works, but by faith in Christ. He says that your days would be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor thy mother and thy father. That goes back, doesn't it? That extends back, didn't it? That's at Sinai. So that extends all the way back to Abraham, doesn't it? And, and so what is, that? what is that? What is he talking about here? What's he, what's he referencing? Um, I, I want to use these two verses. Ecclesiastes 7 and 1. A good name is better than precious ointment. Now, most of us, when we think about honoring our father and our mother, we think usually about obeying them, right? And, and, and Paul said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Honor thy mother and thy father, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. What's the secret to, a long, to living a long, happy life? Living your life in a way that speaks well of your mother and your father. Living your life in a way that honors your mother and and your father. You see, it's not what we think it is usually. We usually think it's uh, like we were talking this morning, that it's you stay close to home and you don't leave mommy and daddy and you do everything that they tell you to do and, and all of that's right uh, except the staying close part, right? That's not what men are trained up to do. God says that a man is trained up uh, and, and by his mother and his father and when he's old he departs from them and he cleaves to his wife uh, and that's paraphrasing some scripture there, but uh, but that's what uh, that's what you do as a as a man. You, when you grow up, when you become of age, you leave mother and father behind. You cleave to your wife, and uh, and that's what you do. But the thing is, is just because you've left mother and father, you are still expected to honor them, aren't you? You're under that obligation to honor mother and father until when? Until the day that you die. 
And you know what? If you honored your mother and father your whole life, your days were prolonged because of it, you know what? Even after you die, whenever they think of your mom and dad, they will say, well, you know they must have been really good parents because look how their children turned out. You see, we don't look at it that way in the West, do we? We actually, in the West, laud rebellion against parents. (laughs) We really do this day and age. It's on our TV shows. It's in our music. We we don't believe in... I mean, fathers really are not even looked upon. But you think about it this way. Uh, You used to not do anything for the fear of impugning the name of your father, right? People used to prohibit themselves from engaging in things because it would speak harshly of their father. If you think about that, Proverbs 22 and 1 says this. It says, a good name is to be chosen, is rather to be chosen than great riches. But what's the world tell you today? They say, oh, you gotta have, you got to have great riches. Folks, I'd rather have a good name. And I would rather have a good name that spoke well of my father than than to be able to live in the lap, in the biggest lap of luxury. It says this, it's, it's to be chosen over riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. If you're a child, you live your life in a way that honors your mother, and your father. That when people run into you, what they walk away saying is, they were raised right. They were raised right. Well, you know that they must have had a godly mother. You know that they must have had the example laid down before them. That, like I said, Brother Carter talked about, he wasn't drugged to church all the time. My mother didn't drag me to church all the time. She knew the Lord, and she talked about it, and she, and she lived a lot of those principles out. Now, there were a lot of faults and flaws, right? And society says pay more attention to the faults and the flaws than to what they do that's right. But I tell you today that if you do that, that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. You love and revere your mom and your dad. Now, the Bible says fear, but what that means is to have a, a godly type of reverence for them. We already talked uh, in this morning in Sunday school about 2 Timothy where Paul referenced the faith of his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. It leaves an impression, doesn't it? Now you say, well, there's an instance in Scripture where Paul doesn't reference father and mother. But I tell you that he did. Because he did reference father and mother because he called him his own son in the faith. And he said, and then when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which first dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I'm persuaded in thee also. So he did. He said father and mother there, didn't he? Uh, he considered him his own son, uh, and he re- referenced the, uh, uh, the faith, the unfeigned faith that lied in 
his mother and grandmother that carried on with him. If we live our lives the way we're supposed, if we train up as the Bible teaches, if we train up a child in the way that they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. They may get away from it for a little while. Like the prodigal son did. They may get away from it for a little while. But just like the prodigal son, it came back to memory, didn't it? It was recalled to his memory. Why am I sitting here wasting away and pining away when in my, when in my father's house even the servants are full? And here he was eating with the pigs. What's the opposite to that? This is for the kids. What's the opposite to that? And, and I'm a, I'm, I've got a mother and father, so I'm a child. Every one of us here is, is a child, right? Uh, we had a mom and a dad before us. Which is, I believe, why, if we go back to the 19th chapter of Leviticus, why here he references our earthly parents before in the fourth verse he gets into, into the godly part of it. In the next verse, he says, in verse 4, it says, Turn ye not to idols, nor make yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God. Because from the day that we live, we know our parents, don't we? And they should set an example that we should live by. But we know that society today says don't do that. I think back uh, in the in the 60s, uh, they called it being a square, right? If you did everything, if you were if you carried on traditionally, or, or I'm reaching here now, folks. I'm really I'm going to TV references here. I can't speak of this uh, of of experience, so I'm calling upon my more seasoned uh, uh, members to help me here. If if you were going to obey your mom and dad, they said you were being a square, basically, didn't they? Well, they call it a lot worse than that now. <laughs> but in either instance, the message was to rebel against your parents was normal. We've actually codified that into society, haven't we? We've made it a normal thing. When actually, the Bible says, at no point in time should a child ever rebel against their parents. We call it, oh, they're sowing their oats. <laughs> or something to that effect. In the Amish community, they call it going English, right? They, they send them out, and once they hit a certain age, uh, and they are to go out and, uh, and they go English, um, uh, and, uh, and they have to make the, the, the decision if they're going to come back. I don't believe in decisional regeneration personally, but... Either way, if they don't come back, it's a shame to their mother and their father in that in that community. We've had uh, we had uh, Saljinga that attended here for quite a long time, and she's from India. Now I believe she got saved. I do. 
Based upon some of the things that has been related to me that she has said to brother and sister in Montgomery, I do believe she got saved. But she wouldn't but she wouldn't but she she reveres her father to such a degree, and they do in that culture, and in those Eastern cultures they still do this to this day. Sometimes you can say it's to a fault, but I don't I'd rather be to a fault that direction than the direction that we've gone in Western society. Because it's not just the fathers that we dismiss, it's mothers that we dismiss. And then we try to make up for it. What's, what, is, what, is, what does the Bible speak about if you go that way? Deuteronomy 27 and 16 says this. It says, Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother. Now, what that means is that if you're going to speak reproachably about your father and your mother, then the Bible says then that you're cursed. That, that you're just a cursed, that you're cursed. Cursed be he that setteth light, right? That, that lightly esteems his father and his mother. And listen to what the Bible says. And all the people shall say, Amen. Because you're commanded to honor your father and your mother your entire life. Let, just, as, just as we're supposed to let our light shine before the Lord that people may see our good works and they may inquire of us uh, from whence those come and, and that inquiry allows us to teach them about God uh, the same way uh, the honoring your mother and your father, God demands it. He demands it. He commands it. Isaiah said it this way. Isaiah says, Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. The next verse, he says this. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or unto his mother, What hast thou brought forth? Folks, we, we should uphold our mothers and our fathers. The Bible doesn't strip them out into one or the other. This is Mother's Day, so we certainly thank God for all of the mothers that are here. Janice and Roberta and Annette, and I'm going, I'm, I'm doing this. Deb, Casey, Kristen, Amy, Keela, Jamie, who's not here and anyone who I may be forgetting. How about, how about Francis, and how about Barbara? Because I forgot Barbara. And how about Royce? Right? So when you start naming off somebody, that's a danger because you can forget somebody. But Royce uh, as well. Kim Robinson, Shirley, right? Um, we're, really, uh, we're really blessed in that manner. Really blessed in that manner. But, but the Bible says this. It says to, to those who won't bless their mother, right? Their mother and their father. Or their father and their mother. It says that they're cursed. It says woe unto them. You know what that means? That's a lot of sorrow. That's a lot, of, a, a lot, of, a lot that's go, that you're going you're gonna to carry around a lot when you don't live your life that way, aren't you? 
Proverbs 30 and 17 says, The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. Why is that? Because so oftentimes, if you live your life in a way that doesn't honor your mother and your father, that it leads to an untimely death, doesn't it? I'm going to say this today. We see that on the news every day. We see that on the news every day. Why did they die early? Well, maybe they shouldn't have been out doing what they were doing and dishonoring their mother and their father by their actions, and that wouldn't have happened. Maybe, just maybe. I know that's, 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 I know that's probably hateful. That's not inclusive. Folks, your actions are not justified just because you can justify them unto yourself. That's what our society is, though. Every man, it's it's the society of relativism, isn't it? Every man does that which is right in his own sight. That is the doctrine of relativism. There is no right and wrong. But the Bible says clearly there's a right and a wrong. And to disobey uh, the the disobey the commandment of the Lord to not to di- to not honor your mother and your father that's just something that's not allowed. The Bible asks this, and, and this is um, it's believed that it's Bathsheba, uh, and the, and it says King Lemuel in the thirty first uh, uh, proverb, uh, and that's that's believed to be King Solomon, and this is believed to be advice that she's given to King Solomon. And in the third verse, uh, I believe it's the third verse. Actually, I just want to go over there real quick. I just want to run over there real quick because I don't want to get this wrong. In the third verse, she says to this, Give not thy strength unto women. Listen, Solomon didn't heed his mother's advice later in life. What that means is don't run around with harlots <laughs> and don't unite yourself to them because they will take away your strength. And that's what happened to Solomon in his old age. Uh, and that's what it's look what happened after Solomon with Rehoboam. The, the, what he saw happen with Solomon later in his life, it led to it led to a rebellious child, didn't it? Who didn't worry about dishonoring father or mother. But she says this. Don't look for those. Don't unite yourself with those. But in the 10th verse, she says this. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Now, fellas, if you've got a godly wife, right? And the definition of that is not necessarily that she drags the church all the time because there's those of us that have the experience that that's not the case. Although that is to be lauded and commended because that's where a child should grow up. Who can find a virtuous woman? Uh, for her price is far above rubies. She's full of valor, isn't she? 
She teaches it by her examples that she puts before her children. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but that's what, uh, that's what she said. She said, don't put your trust in these. Don't join yourself to these. But look for a virtuous wife. Look for an honorable wife. Look for a wife that, di- that honors her mother and her father. Right? Just the same as you're expected to do. I- I'm so thankful to God. That I have a wife that honors her mother and her father. I really am. And I try to. I'm probably definitely not as good as she is at doing it with hers. I never lift myself up to that level. What's the opposite of that? The opposite of that is all the good people are gone. All that's left are the unrighteous. And Micah says in the 7th verse in the 6th chapter, or 7th chapter of the 6th verse, I got that backwards, For the son dishonoreth father, and daughter riseth up against her mother, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies are, and a man's enemies are the men of his own house. That was an example of a totally unrighteous period, wasn't it? Now, I use that verse where I made that observation in Leviticus chapter 19, where God first went with verse 5, or, or the fifth commandment. He mentions the fifth commandment before he goes to the first commandment, right? Even though he does say in the second verse, Be ye holy, for I am holy, but that's not the commandment that's given. Uh, the commandment he starts with there is the fifth verse, uh, and I think it's this way, because in John, 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 20, says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. Now, I believe that this can be be stated the same way with God the Father as it can with our earthly father. If we won't honor our earthly mother and father who we can see, then it is irrational to think that we can honor God our heavenly father whom we cannot see. And that's kind of where he's going, only he's using it from a brotherly reference. He says if you cannot uh, you can't say you love God and hate your brother for he's a liar. For For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has seen? That's why it's so important that we honor our mother and our father. We're supposed to look up to them, not as God. Well, I don't know about that. Not on the equal footing as God, but we're supposed to revere them as we revere God. They're not equal with God, but we should give them a reverence. I want to close with this. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Right? Hear the instruction of thy father and and forsake not the law of thy mother. Remember what it said? In the 20th chapter, in the 12th verse, that if you'll honor your mother and your father, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. In other words, if you live a life that brings honor and glory to your mother and your father, it's also going to bring honor and glory to God your father. 
but it's going to prolong your days. What's the secret to long life? What's the secret to living a long life? Well, Mom used to always say this. When you go out of the house, just keep your nose clean. (laughs) And she wasn't talking about carrying around a box of Kleenex with you everywhere you went. She was talking about, mind your business. Folks, isn't that one of the things that that does not happen today? Everybody thinks everybody else's business is their business. Not supposed to be. I'm going to finish up with that with this. Hear the instruction of your father, forsake not the law of your mother, listen to what it'll be. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head. And chains about thy neck. They will adorn you, won't they? They will decorate you. As I already said, it, it will speak highly. It will not only cause you to be spoken highly of, but people will go to the, your parents when they, whenever they may run into them, by the way, or they may seek them out and say, may I just say what a tremendous job you did raising your son or raising your daughter. The example that they put forth speaks so highly of you. What's the contrary to that? The, 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 Proverbs is, uh, the, the, the author of the Proverbs, first Proverbs here, is going to give it to us, which says most of these are Solomon. And so he says this, and I've had younger Christians ask me the question. They've said, when, when our friends ask us to do things that we know we, ought, we shouldn't do, how do we explain to them and how do we uh, get across to them that we can't do it? And I said, it's easy. Just say no. <laughs> and that's what, that's what it says here in this verse. If my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Whenever you're faced with a decision, I want to say this. Now, if you're here today and you're lost and, and the Lord's dealing with you, you need to come and seek the Lord for the salvation of your soul. You want to do something that will please your mother and your father, you get saved, that's going to be a great day in the life of your mother and your father. You are saved. If somebody presents you with something, And you would be ashamed to tell mom and daddy about it. Then you just don't need to do it. You just don't need to do it. You get invited to do something that that you know is wrong. If you wouldn't run home and say, Mom and Dad, uh, I want to go and do this. Isn't that a great thing? Uh, If you know that your mom and dad are going to respond... (laughs) negatively to that, you shouldn't do it. Let your yea be yea. Let your nay be nay. If you tell them no, stand on it. Stand on that. If your mom and dad would be ashamed of it, don't do it.
That's my message this morning. I hope you got a blessing out of it. Um, I hope it. I hope it. Uh, hope it helped. Wonder if anybody's got a word on their heart before we go to the, before we stand and have a word of song. I think you looked at me and knew that I did. <laughs> I was told that if, that if my parents were standing right beside me and someone came and asked me what you do yesterday, and I could not recount everything that I did, and my parents not be uh, and would be ashamed of me, I shouldn't have done what I did. Yeah. But the other thing is, in every instance that you read today, it's talking about the child obeying a godly parent. Yeah. In, in every instance. And that's, that's the thing that I was trying to get to a while ago about, uh, you know, about we live in a world where there are bad parents. Yes. And we need to understand that. Uh, we live in a world that we're the minority anymore as far as saved people. Yeah. But we as parents who are saved and who try to follow the Lord's word, if our kids cannot recount in front of us exactly what they did, they shouldn't have been doing it. Now, was that always the case with me? No. No. <laughs> But I needed to learn that lesson. But here's the other thing. When I was doing those things, I hope mom and dad didn't find, don't find out. And there was something inside of me knowing it then. It was not only the conviction of the Lord, I believe it was the conviction of my parents. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. There is a rem- there is a remedy to it, right? And I t- I did don't number one don't do it, but if you do do it, there is a remedy to it, right? And that is don't cover it up and don't hide from it, but go and seek your parents' forgiveness. Just like the prodigal son did, he went and he admitted what he did to his dad, and that is a type for God the Father. God will forgive us for all that stuff. But your parents will forgive you too. Can avoid a lot of bad outcomes. Boy, would. It will. It will. I think sometimes some of the things that I did after I was saved, yeah. Lord, you watched over me. Yeah. You watched over me. 